0: From inflation to rising interest rates, it's getting harder and harder to save for retirement. On today's show, we'll outline some major obstacles that could prevent you from having a comfortable retirement.
1: Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled. I'm Andrew Nida alongside my partner and friend, Moise Param, here at Asset Management Group as we, every week. Bring truth and reality to finance, investing, financial planning, and ultimately the economy. And Lord have mercy, Mo, we have had quite a change this year, uh, <laughs> as everybody knows. But hey, you know, we're we're jumping into the show this weekend, and what we want to do is really let's you know let's start with you know what are the highlights uh, of the news? What, what are we going through? What are some things happening? And how do people you know prepare? Really short term, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Yeah. Uh, with some of the changes that we're we're seeing.
0: Yeah, I think one of the 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 latest things that came out was that Biden extends is extending the student loan uh, payment pause for the debt repayment plan. And he's extending that all the way to June of 2023 at the latest. Yeah. So that's that's pretty interesting that you know, as we get close to the end of the year, it's been it's it's crazy. It's been about two years since the um since the administration basically has put a pause on, on government student loans. And I'm wondering as you know, as someone who has student loans and there may be, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars student loan debt, what have they been doing during this time frame? You know, have they been taking advantage of it and maybe continue paying it down because interest rates—the interest is at basically zero right now for the last two years, or are they spending right
1: and crossing their fingers hoping that <laughs> they'll get continued uh, relief? Yeah, that's a that's a good point, and I think maybe another question. I want to jump into those. Yeah, but but another question is is how how do we even process the idea that the government's kind of in this mentality of pull liquidity out of the system, but when it comes to student debt, we're like, eh, let's yeah. just push this thing down the road. Yeah, it's been it's been too. How does that how does that actually correlate? Like like I mean, I don't do you, I don't know the number off the top of my head about how much money is in student debt. I'm assuming it's at least on the government's books, right? Right. We're talking about government loans here. I'm sure it's a significant number. I'm sure it is. And the government's, you know, in every other area in the economy, they're like, eh, let's gather as much money out of the system as possible. Let's retract on this seven trillion that we gave everybody. Uh, but with student loans, they're kind of like, eh, let's just leave that in the system. Yeah. You know, no one under the
0: Biden administration has had to pay student loan debt. Yeah, government student loan debt. Do we
1: consider it a gift? <laughs> See, here's the thing. It's like it's like with taxes. All right. So the the truth is, is it, we're not necessarily avoiding it. Now, I mean, I guess we could. Right. But we could avoid it if we if we get the gift that I think a lot of people are waiting for with the student liability. You mentioned it. A lot of people have the student debt on their personal books, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna keep pushing this thing down the road. I don't really blame them, because they're they're waiting in hopes that maybe they get this forgiveness, right. and then it becomes a debt that they never have to pay back uh but but to your point you know should we should we really build out our game plan for year 2023 and going forward like many people have and say you know what let's just act like it doesn't exist right. and hope that the government thinks it doesn't exist and maybe we just all forget about it right
0: right i mean you, you can look at a strategy of well interest rates are rising which means that high interest savings accounts or just savings accounts in general are are increasing as well i mean you know i, I know you and i both use ally this is not a you know sponsored uh show but we both use ally bank and the email that i received yesterday said that the um my savings account is going up to three percent so mm. someone in this last uh, over this last two years if they were smart and strategic about it well if they didn't want to pay down their student loans because the you know, interest rates are at zero i i would still say you should probably do it right but if you wanted to take a strategic approach to so it is continue putting those payments away in a savings account and then so that way you're continuously paying. You're not forgetting it. You're not neglecting it. And then it once this, you know, Memorandum stops, then you can go ahead and the money
1: that you've been saving now apply it to your to your loans. At least you're doing something strategic about it. Oh, that's that's awesome. So basically, we're gonna get get our cash flow comfortable, right? With the idea of a payment that that likely could happen in the future, right? Right? It it very well could. The government's never promised that they're gonna completely eliminate the. Yeah, debt. I think it's only about ten thousand dollars. is kind of the highest ten twenty thousand, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so go ahead and get into the habit of making the payment that we think you know you could likely make. But put it in an uh, interest-bearing account. We're talking about high-interest savings, right. which you know six months ago was an oxymoron, but today it's it's relevant. Uh, you you know to to not just sponsor Ally. Well, well, though <laughs> you know there's Ally, there's Synchrony Bank, yeah. uh, there's Marcus, Capital is, One. Uh, it's just, there's so many different options. There's many different options. Just get online and Google high-interest savings accounts. You're gonna find many. Once again, me and Mo use Ally, and it's just one of many out there. But it's a great way to go ahead and allow your cash flow to get comfortable with the payment, make the payment, and then the money goes into the account and it's earning a reasonable interest instead of making a payment against the interest. And now you've really put yourself in a good position if the debt doesn't get forgiven. And if it does get forgiven, what a great savings a great bucket savings. that yeah. you have in place. Now, uh, this is an interesting thought. Well, it's actually my little conspiracy you know, element to the my— tinfoil hat moment. Yeah, it is my tinfoil <laughs> hat. But, I mean, think about it since COVID, we've been deferring this debt. Okay. Really? I mean, we've been pushing the debt off the table for all the student liability that the government has on, on their books. And they're saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. In the meantime, what's been happening? Interest rates have been going through the roof. Right. Um. So it's just, it, it is interesting. Okay. Uh, it's my conspiracy. Okay. A little bit, but okay. it is interesting that that the government hasn't required payment in a time in which interest rates were really low mm. and they keep pushing it off in an increasing interest rate environment. And it makes you wonder, you know, do they think they're going to get more money by waiting and then saying, hey, make the payment starting, you know, whenever the deadline is 2023, 2024. And we find ourselves maybe in a not very, you know, not favorable environment. So maybe it's like a 10% interest rate? Yeah, uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Hey, be mindful. That's the key <laughs> with uh, retirement untangled. Our goal is just to give you ideas and, and consider all of them because it's important to make sure that your money is doing what is best for you. Mo, credit card balances jump fifteen percent, the highest annual leap in over twenty years, and of course, Americans fall deeper in debt. And this this goes back to something that you and I have said over. And over again on the show. And, and that is Americans spend oftentimes, I I am, I am absolutely a victim of this mentality from time to time as well. So I put myself in, in as a listener to the show. Um, but we oftentimes spend until we can't. Okay. And oftentimes we violate our inflow and we create a lot of debt because we're trying to keep up with the Joneses next door, you know, we're trying to keep up with our friends and, and it's been such an incredible economy that a lot of people have been able to afford these items. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of people have been able to afford it with their cash flow. Okay, but not afford it from a from a, uh, you know, payoff standpoint. Gotcha. You know, a lot of people have made more money than they ever have. And they fill that in the the, the income that they're making. They fill that income up with all these different payments that they have. But but that's an insane statistic. Credit card balances jump 15 percent.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because if you look back between 2018 and 2020, Americans paid over. $120 $120 billion per year on credit card and interest rate fees. So, you know, you're, you're talking about $1,000 per household. So, uh, if you think about it, so you're talking from a time period of 2018 to 2020, $120 billion per year was used to pay off credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying over the course of 12, no, 12 months, where the interest, uh, your credit card balances are jumping over 15%. So, it kind of goes back to, you know, the the, the the inflation pressures that, you know, some people might be fearing of, like, you know, the cost of living is just going up too much. So now we have to extend our expenses by using a credit card and continue swiping, going yeah. back to what we were, we were just talking about, student loans, right? What are people, what have people been doing over the last two years? Have they been a good steward of those dollars and saving it? Or have they been comfortable with the fact of, well, I have this two-year window, but I don't have to pay my, my debt, well, part of my debt, so I'll just get into more debt. Mm. Right, they continue spending and spending and spending. So yeah, it, it's just it's just interesting how, as a you know, we live in a very consumer friendly society where the the hunger for more continues. Right, yeah. it's always more, more, more. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, this trend is just a small blip at the radar because of inflation, but it doesn't continue. You know, but could it? Years you know, could
1: it be indicating? You know, could it be an indication of of where we're headed? You know, could be. I know. I know. Recently, as we as we move through the month of November, um, you know, October, November, we've seen some some really generous markets. I'm going to say, um, and so you know, sometimes that kind of, along with the Christmas and holiday season, right? It creates this vibe that hey, things are all right. we're going to be okay. But but you know, the truth is is I think now is a is a season where you know to give you guys just some advice it's not a season to go create debt. It's It's not, not. if anything, it's more so a season to, to hoard. All right. Keep your cash, right. Keep it on hand, even advance it, right. Increase your emergency fund to not cover, you know, three months of living. Let's advance this thing to six months of living expenses, you know? And I think, I think that's imperative. Eliminate the liabilities because, you know, like, like we talked about with the increasing interest rate environment, Mo, all this credit card debt that's now being flooded um, it's, you know, it's also at a much higher rate, right. but one thing that I would advise before we run to a commercial break is as we prepare for 2023, me and my wife right now, literally right now, over the next week, we are talking about two things. We're talking about our budget for 2023, and we're talking about our get skinny plan for 2023. Okay, we know that in good times we tend to spend more money, and you can afford for that flux. Yeah, right. You can afford to have a little bit of excess spending on the books, enjoy some life, go on some extra vacations, book an extra camping trip. That's okay. But we also need to be mindful of what that get skinny plan looks like because when times get, uh, you know, to be more of a challenge, we don't want to get caught off guard. Right. And maybe we can open the next segment with that. Listen, here it your retirement untangled, it's important that you understand as a viewer and listener of our show, our TV show, our podcast, we want you to be encouraged that if you are ever concerned about your finances, you're concerned about your investment plan, your investments, your retirement plan, whether it be your tax strategy, your distribution plan, or just your investment approach overall, we want you to feel comfortable to pick up the phone and call one 800 419 6164. one 419 6164 When you pick up the phone and dial that phone number, it is going to take you to our calendar, allow you to book a time, not with anybody on our on our team, literally Mo and myself as you hear us right now. We will be the individuals contacting you just to simply answer your questions and to walk you through the retirement readiness review. Mo, what do we got coming up next? We're going to
0: continue talking about Andrew's Get Skinny plan
1: <laughs> and see and, and
0: get more details about it. But we're going to talk about uh, your your retirement roadmap and some roadblocks that may deter you from getting to your target.
1: Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew and Mo here, your local financial advisor, working with you every single day and, well, not every day, but every week, right? <laughs> Trying to give you good quality advice on, on how to be mindful through such a challenging environment, both in the economy and in the markets. There is a difference, no difference between the two. Um, all right, so we're talking about a lot of different things on the show. Obviously, what, what present news is. Uh, and, and what are the things that we're facing literally on a week to week basis currently here in the month of December, you know, really riding the close of 2022, which has been an interesting year. And of course, where does that leave us in year 2023? Now, uh, we we talked about at the end of the segment, this whole Get Skinny plan, how do we prepare a budget and, and be mindful of, of the outflow of 2023 before we get there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've talked about that, about your plan of, uh, you know, the get skinny plan essentially is the, at the end of the day is looking at your current expenses right now and looking at ways that you can trim what, what can be trimmed. You know, there are some expenses that are that are set in stone, right? Your mortgage, you know, maybe like your 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 uh, your, uh, your cell phone bill, right? Your, your car insurance, certain things that are just they, they are what they are. But there are some things that are variables, right? You know, like your grocery, your grocery mm-hmm. bill. That's a variable. Um, your entertainment bill, uh, entertainment uh, expense, that's a variable. So, looking at ways that you can actually trim down what goes out to control, um, getting ourselves not into positions where we may put things on a credit card. Mm-hmm. Where if un- where if we are hit with a uh, position where we're out of we're out of work or season of unemployment, then we're not we're not. S- We're not rattled, right? Because we have a plan. We're being proactive and creating the plan on the on the forefront. Because if we continue to if we if we believe what the feds are saying, they're going to continue raising interest rates again. There's going to be pain being felt by the consumer. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, some economists are saying that the feds, you know, may continue to lift interest rates up to eight to nine eight to nine percent, and that that puts a tremendous pressure on inflation that puts a tremendous pl- pressure on our ability to spend money
1: yeah no it does it absolutely does and i think you know the whole the whole get skinny exercise it's really relevant to to someone who is you know sitting here in their earning years right they're still knocking down 100 hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year of income they, they're trying to save they've got family they've got a lot of outflow it's it's a great exercise for that person but it's also a great exercise for the individual that's sitting here at, you know, 67 years old with Social Security, possibly a pension and, you know, $2 million of investable assets and they're just riding out retirement. It really is a good exercise no matter where you are financially or what season of life you're in. You know, the Get Skinny plan, just to give you a little bit more details of how we actually process through this, is I would, I would say first and foremost, don't get over-detailed. Okay. Oftentimes when you, when you try to get super detailed, I know many of my uh, spreadsheet junkies out there, all right, you're going to get to the fine night. What am I going to spend, you know, for every oil change and, you know, account for inflation on the increased cost of my, my coffee when I stop in the morning to get it. But, but what I would say is keep it a little bit more general. Okay. So, so that the spouse can work with you on this and, and write down the list, put it in a spreadsheet, put it on a document write down literally your monthly outflow for the major line items that that are a part of your plan and then for all the little miscellaneous expenses put in a miscellaneous line item have it built in and then know what that looks like every single month something that you actually can live within okay so we're talking about you know a budget but really it's just a comfortable number knowing what makes up that number every single month and then next to that like you said mo we want to know what part of these line items could we get rid of and in what order would we like to get rid of them in that's a good point. and at what pace can we get them off the books okay like as an example uh my wife and i got vehicles last year we've always been a been of the mindset by you know three to four year old vehicles and um you know put as much money down and or pay them off that's always been our mentality and, and so that's what we've always done over the last, I'm going to say two or three vehicles, we've had some very unfortunate experiences. And so it's kind of kicked us in the butt. So it's, you know, once again, you live and learn. And so now my mentality over this past year was, you know what, forget buying used with no warranty at a reasonable price. Let's maybe even overpay the price, but get the extended warranty, hundred thousand miles. And I ain't going to worry about nothing. Now, listen, I'm good with building. I'm terrible with mechanics. Okay. <laughs> I am not the guy to to do any type of mechanic work. So that was attractive to me. Now, I still have a payment. Why do I have a payment on my vehicles? Well, because a year ago, interest rates were at 1. 1.8, 1. 1.9 on an auto loan. So, okay? very, attra- so, so attractive, very attractive. Yeah, so, so I do have equity position in my vehicles. So, is that, is that a line item that I want to get rid of? No, it's not going to be my first one I get rid of. Right. You know what I mean? So, when I look at my budget and I'm comparing top to bottom, which item on my skinny plan I can get off the books, it'll be listed. It just won't be the number one that I get rid of, right? Okay. But is it an option? If things got bad enough and things got tight, could I get rid of a 2023 vehicle or 2022 vehicle and, and buy something to get around? T- yeah, I could. And that's kind of the mindset of this get skinny. It's not that we have to, it's just being mindful of what number could we get down to if we had to. And it's kind of fun knowing that, listen, it's much funner to do it now. And, and instead of doing it when you have to, right? Right. you know, yes. when you find out you lost a job and you're like, Oh, you know what do I do tomorrow?
0: Yeah, it's about it's yeah it's about being proactive and not scrambling when 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 tough times hit, and I think I think the key point that I love what you just talked about about prioritizing it uh, on you know ways to execute because I think one of the things that kind of uh, prioritizes some people is the execution behind it right the spreadsheet and on its own can be a little uh, nerve wracking just looking at the spreadsheet but the execution right how do we actually execute the strategy we're putting in place, which is why the help of a advisory firm like ourselves really helps our clients because, you know, clients are coming to us with the ideas of, well, I have a 401k, I have a pension, I know I have social security benefits. I just don't know when I get ready to retire, how to execute a complete plan. And that's the guidance and the value that we bring to our clients. You know, um, Roadblocks are going to happen, changes are going to happen in life. Curveballs are going to happen naturally, but when you have that guidance next to you to hold your hands and really just walk you through how to put this, how to put a plan in place, you can't. That valuable um, um, lesson is priceless, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I 100 I agree. And and you know we're talking about being mindful because of the concerns possibly that that could arise in 2023. And of course, you know, no one knows the future. But but you made a statement before we went to. Uh, or or just a few minutes ago about the feds and that, you know, many economists say that the feds may lift interest rates somewhere to eight or 9%. And I'm thinking of a few things here, but um, you know, that, that plays a major part of our economy. We've talked about this many times in our radio show. We talked about the intent of the feds and, and there's some things coming up in the month of December that we want to be mindful of. We want our listeners to be mindful of. And, and I think, you know, for me, Mo. When I think about what the Fed's are trying to do, I think my my perception is this: this whole disinflation process, it's still sticky. Okay, it's still sticky, and I think it's not. You know, it's not in a position where it's been accelerated. It's not corrected. Okay, even though we have seen some a little bit of uh, you know optimism, if you will, in some of the data that we've received over the month of November. We we wholeheartedly believe we're just not quite there yet. Yeah. Okay. There's still work that needs to be done, or there's still work that they feel that has to be done, and so that could, you know, that could play some effects. And then, of course, you know, the month of December, we've got some important items that are on the books that you know could also bring about some some interesting items in the market over the month of December.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know what we don't want to do uh, as far as like the roadblock for retirement, right? We don't want to be too. Paralyzed by the numbers, right? Because we can't control what the Feds do with interest rates. We can't control how inflation. Uh, we personally can't control the rate of inflation. So don't t- try not to get too paralyzed by by these numbers. You know, kind of stay within your plan. And you know, one thing that you want to do uh, during these times is, you know, continuously investing. Right? Don't let this interest rate environment, this high infl- inflation rate envi- environment, deter you from. The continuously saving and accumulating during these time frames, right? You know, we've uh, I've I've heard some people say, well, maybe to to maybe it's for my get skinny plan. I'm going to reduce the contributions to my 401k. I'm going to c- reduce the um, the the amount I'm saving in my IRA because it's it's not a line item fixed expense. But I would say it is. Treat it like a fixed expense. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, in these seasons of time, try to push yourself to save even more. Invest a little more. You know these times that we're experiencing right now as as uncomfortable, and I'll be you know um, uh, polite here as uncomfortable as it is. Some of the, some of what we're experiencing right to, right now is opportunities that we may not be able to get back. Mm-hmm. So treat so treat your four hundred and one k contribution as a line item that that's necessary,
1: not mm-hmm. a miscellaneous line item. Yeah, yeah. Get to work and, and and find the silver lining in the situation that we're in. Yeah. You know, and put as much money back as you possibly can. You know, even to the extent that when you're going through this whole get skinny and budget for 2023, you know, don't, don't allow this, this Roth IRA contribution or your 401k contribution or your savings plan. Don't allow that to be the first thing that you take off the books. Right, right. That's not number one. Okay number 1 could be one of your 13 subscriptions that you have <laughs> to you know uh, to all the different devices that you own no i'm just pla- but honestly right it, it's important because here's the reality mo and i meet with successful financial people that have done an incredible job for their future. We meet with people like that every day. Many of them are the viewers and listeners on our TV show and radio show and podcast. And here's what I can promise you. When we sit down and we meet with these people that are in a great financial position, okay, they have a million, two million, three million plus easy in assets. Okay. They're they're able to find financial freedom. They're debt free. They're in retirement.
0: And so again, this is why we, we talk to you every single week to help you help you with getting to a place where you can feel confident that you will be able to retire and stay retired. And part of knowing that decision and whether you can do that or not is taking advantage of our retirement readiness review. Again, give us a call 800-419-6164. If you're in that season of life where you're saying to yourself, I need a roadmap, I need a guide, I need um, a second opinion to make sure that the strategies and decisions that I've put in place will get me to where I need to be and will keep me where I need to be. So again, 800 800- Four one nine six one six four, and ask for your retirement
1: readiness review. Andrew, what do we have coming up? Hey, listen, guys. We want you to stay tuned because coming up next, we're going to continue the conversation on how to maximize the position we're in in Q four, the last month of 2022, and how to prepare for a solid year in 2023. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew and Mo here with you every single week. Guys, we want to just take a quick moment and thank you all for, for participating in our show, for being a listener of our show and hopefully a viewer of our TV show. And, and definitely don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, check us out on our website, Asset Management Group. It's assetmg-inc.com. You can check us out there for, for any individual that's listening to our podcast or radio show outside of the state of Georgia. We also have Cloud Cloudbusters.com. Uh, you can look up that website, Cloud Vesters, hence a virtual financial planning <laughs> firm. You can check out our media page there as well. Um, and those, but, but come see us in person, right? Yeah. Then, um, December 6th, we'll be at the Clarence Brown Center in
0: Cartersville doing a workshop. And uh, later on that evening, same uh, December 6th, we'll be in uh, Canton, Georgia at the Cherokee Conference Center. And on the 8th, we'll be back in Alabama. We're going to uh, Vestivia Hills Library. Uh, on December 8th. And then
1: we're going to the Moody Civic Center, um, same day. And so what we're doing here in some of these workshops is kind of like Q4, Crash Course, Retirement 101, all things to be considered, kind of like a panel-style conversation, mowing ourselves, just really getting real with you guys in, in person. Definitely take time to register for those events. You can go to our website, once again, MG dash Check us out. You can register for those events right there. You'll see them on the event page. Um, but you know, every single week we're just trying to bring you the facts and the reality to planning short and long-term outlooks, some of the headlines of the news today and how that impacts all of these items, how it impacts your financial story. Because remember, it's your financial story that matters. It's the health of your assets that matter. And it doesn't matter the situation you're in or the season of life you're in. It's important that you get the right advice to make the right decision consistently. We ended the last segment with the conversation about, you know, the the skinny budget, tighten things up, being mindful of the experience of 2022, and, and being thoughtful about what needs to happen for 2023 once again you know going through what we've been through even as a firm mo we're 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 literally making the decisions to to put ourselves in a healthier position right as a firm in spite of where we're at and what we've been through, and and you know, some people might might look at these items and say, you know, what are you? Did you did you narrow down to one major office in Cartersville, Georgia, because of you know an issue with the firm? Or no, it's just it's literally our advice and practice. We we as a firm, just like you as an individual, want to be in a position to always take advantage of where we're at and what we're going through. Period. Period. Okay. Well, there's seasons of life where you can carry a little extra flux on the books, carry a little extra items on the books, if you will, have more offices, even though you may not need them. But there are seasons where you want to trim the fat a little bit and get ready to take advantage of a, of a challenging economy.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we, we, we as a firm have said is, you know, some of the offices we were leasing. Well, if we, if we are right in our thinking, then – we may be presented with an opportunity to buy a building for us. Mm-hmm. right? so so what better way to be in a better position for that is to, tr- like you said, trim down some of the expenses, some of the leases that we had, have the cash ready so that when we find an opportunity to purchase, if that's what we end up doing, we end up buying a building and buying
1: uh, and taking advantage of the opportunity ahead of us. And now this is this is a and I love what you're going with this. This is a practical item that that is really relevant to many individual households. Yeah. You know, you might be thinking well hey I'm just a listener I don't own a business or anything like that but there's still things that you can do on your book which is on your books which is why it's so important to have a budget in place it's imperative that you have a, a knowledge of your outflow and then you also have a knowledge of what in that outflow line item, if you will, the column of expenses that you have, the, uh, the items that are sucking away your cash flow, that you understand what you don't need. Because here's the truth of it. Oftentimes, what you don't need that you continue to pay for is going to keep you from getting to the position that you actually want to be at. That's, that's so true. Yeah. That is so true. So we just we just have to do the things today as uh as as oh, oh, oh. Some people are calling oh already. Oh my gosh, more mercy. We got people calling <laughs> people calling. Listen, uh, but it's but it's it's the reality of it. You know, you want to make sure that you're doing the things today as, as I say the old Dave Ramsey Dave the world Ramsey. says, do today what others want so you could live later like others can't.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that that's it. The, the things that, you know, sometimes you have to say no to certain things so you can say yes to things in the future. Yep. I mean and and that's the discipline. What I mentioned before, the discipline versus the regret. You want to be disciplined and stay within the plan, stay within the confines of your budget, stay within the confines of your income, so you don't have to have any regrets when it comes to that 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 time of life and that seasons of life. And so, right now, you know, I, I would say discipline again. We mentioned it before, but staying disciplined in your investment strategy, right? Don't let this market volatility steer you completely away from your entire investment strategy. But unfortunately, I think some people don't. Have have a, a true investment strategy, right? They're looking at um, their 401ks and, and maybe picking a target date fund and just you know, picking the easy button and letting the funds kind of just kind of self-manage it itself. But, you know, in the season that we're in right now, have you really looked at your investment options to see, you know, are there some things that can change staying disciplined, but also respecting the the opportunities that are, that are ahead of us? Yeah,
1: and I think, Mo, a lot of, a lot of people... Okay, in opposite to track. So this could be a situation where you may be listening to the statement and you think, "Well, I'm that way, but my wife's not." Type of thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people have have a challenge in like seeing the the opportunity in moments where things are disrupted, or life is changing, or you know, a loss of a job. Like these, all of the things that that really um, you know they change our course. We get the curveball that we didn't expect. And so because of that, many people get, get into this mindset of, oh my gosh, you know, this is a terrible, and oftentimes it is a terrible situation, but, but many people lack the ability to, to see the opportunity there. I'm thinking of a a personal situation here. (laughs) Tell us. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So, you know, even, even myself, yeah, I've been mentioning to you guys, some of the transition that me and my, me and my wife and our family's making through the process of selling a house. You know, we, we sold her home that we didn't really necessarily Want to sell, we loved being there, but because of, you know, the, the change of the property behind our house it going from, you know, agriculture to, to commercial and, and then the development of, or the consideration of development of warehousing and stuff like that, it put, you know, me as the leader of my home in a, in a position where this is not something I really wanted. So, you know, me and my wife get together. We're talking about the the situation. We're praying about what to do with, you know, obviously we have three boys. We don't want to, and, and Momo who lives with us, right? So Mm -hmm. uplifting is a, is a big deal. And this is, this has been home to us. And of course we, you know, we made the decision to sell the house. We sold the house. We got well above what we ever thought we would have got for the house. So financially it seems like it makes a lot of sense. Um, And then of course we have a short-term living plan of where we're going to live short-term. And, and, and we, we decided to go that direction. We did it. And now we find ourselves where the short term, you know, kind of living place isn't going to work out the way we thought it did. Okay. And, right. and so, you know, like many people, even us, right, we get the curveballs, you know, and that's exactly what we got. We got the curveball, and now we're thinking, okay, what do we do? And I, even literally this morning, I'm talking to, talking to my wife and, you know, obviously opposite to Tract, I, I, I am quick to pivot and find opportunity in my, in the way I think. And, and my wife is stuck a little bit behind, yeah. you know? And so she's, she's emotional about the situation and we left a home. She didn't necessarily want to leave. And now we're stuck in between homes and it's the holiday season. And, you know, it creates a lot of emotions, but, but I'm sitting there talking with her. We're having coffee this morning. And I'm thinking, you know, how do we be, how do we focus on the opportunity ahead of us? How do we really make this Challenging situation. I'm not ignorant to the idea that this is unfortunate. Okay. And we're stuck in a weird position. Um, but how do we make the most of where we are? Life happens. We get the curveball. How do we make the adjustment and still make the best of it? And so I'm sitting here thinking, okay, it's a terrible time, in my opinion, to go and buy the forever home. Okay. Prices are still elevated high. Yes. The demand is re- re- reducing. But housing pricing hasn't quite reduced at the level that we think it pop- probably will be. Yeah, it was, a, it was
0: a good exit point for you to sell, but not necessarily a good entry point to buy.
1: Yeah, and 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 the price of homes, listen, it, it, it could take some time. Many people think that they'll never go down, and many people think they will, but it's going to take a lot of time to do it, right? There's going to be a, a, a time frame here because there's not going to be as many sellers on the market. Right now, people don't want to sell because they feel like they're going to get less for their house. So they're going to hold to it. And people aren't losing homes quite yet because we don't have you know a massive increase in, in, in unemployment, which, once again, that's not my wish. But we're stuck in this position where, hey, now we may have to buy when we don't want to buy. And guess what? Flipping interest rates are through the roof. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so how do we make something challenging into a good opportunity? Well, here's the deal. Now we're thinking of what are the options on the table? Do we buy something that eventually would be a, an investment property? That that could be optimistic. Yeah, you know, and long
0: if you, plan, if you plan on yeah long term, if you plan on uh, keeping that 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 uh, investment property, then you may not be too concerned about the the price that you get into.
1: That's exactly right. Because when we're looking at long term rentals, yes, price point matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but what I am saying is is if you're looking to hold long the property, twenty years, thirty years then the biggest and most important item is that the property can cash flow the liability. Right. Right. And so if we can buy a, a, an investment property that we could stay in, use it, move, get the home that my wife eventually would like to have or the land that I personally want, which isn't extravagant, but I would love to own some land, um, then then we can turn this investment property in, into a rental and allow the rental income to cash flow the expense. Okay, making something you know a challenging situation. Hopefully, something that's financially good. Find ourselves twenty years down the road, we have an investment property that's almost paid for, all because of the situation we find ourselves here in twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, I mean that. That's a uh, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think the audience and the listeners really do. Uh, thank you for sharing that because they may be going through that same situation. Maybe not exactly that situation, but they're they're caught between a rock and a hard plate when it comes to, you know, certain areas. You know, uh, should I? Should I invest in this? Uh, should I continue investing? Should I stop investing? Should I pay down this debt? Should I not pay down this debt? You know, they're, they're stuck between situations, but they're just not sure exactly what to do. Um, and the great thing about what you did is that you're, you're taking a step back. You're not making a rash decision, right? But sometimes you're, you're does it sound like you're trying to be paralyzed by the, uh, by the situation you're in right now? You want to make a decision. You want to execute one of the strategies. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I, think, I think the listeners really appreciate when we, when we get real. Right, we don't talk, you know, financial jargon. We really get real and present opportunities that we personally are facing, and and kind of get a little peek behind the curtains about how we would how we would uh uh
1: how we would correct the course, you know, for ourselves. Pivot, make the adjustment. You got to pivot. Listen, I think I think it's important for all of you guys to keep in the back of your mind, um, there can be good made out of bad. Okay, and, and in 2022, there's been a lot of good. But there's also been some people that have been through some challenging situations. And and I would encourage that if you're sitting here at the end of year 2022 and your outlook is not very hopeful, then you need to find someone, okay? And specifically, especially in the financial world, if you're concerned about your assets, you're you're now questioning your retirement because your assets have been reduced 25% or 20%. And you're sitting here thinking, how do I make this good? and you need some help with the vision to be able to find clarity on your future and confidence back into your plan, then you are the person that needs to pick up the phone and call right now to get access to the Retirement Readiness Review. The number is 1-800-419-6164. 800-419-6164. Once again, the Retirement Readiness Review will take all that is true about your current story analyze the investments, analyze the tax strategy, analyze the expenses, and to make certain that what you're doing is supporting where you want to go. If you question any of that, you got to pick up the phone and call right now. Mo, we got one segment left. What are we going to touch on the last? Yeah, we had some uh, great
0: questions come in this week from uh, from our listeners. So we're going to answer those questions. That and more when we get back.
1: Welcome back to your Retirement Untangled. Andrew and Mo here. Thank you guys so much again. uh, As we enter in the last segment of the show for hanging with us, we uh, enjoy the opportunity every single week. We know you guys are out there, so we're doing our best to bring great information every week so that you can be mindful about what you're doing financially. Obviously, we are stuck here in between Thanksgiving and December, closing out an interesting year. Uh, Yeah, many good points throughout the year, many interesting situations we've been thrown into and also some challenging moments throughout the year as well. But, but you know what, there's so much to be thankful for. And I, and I love the season that we're in right now. The truth is, is, you know, family matters, health matters, you know, and and when you look at the situation here in America in comparison to other countries and, and other global economies, I think at the end of the day, we can all say, you know what? It could always be a little bit worse, yeah. And so, you know, find some ways to be optimistic about your future. There's a lot of great things to be thankful for. I know here uh, at Asset Management Group, we are, and we're thankful for you guys for for staying in tune. Um, all right, Mo, we're gonna we're gonna end this with some of our viewers' questions and listeners' questions. So I'm gonna throw it to you to bring the first one to the table.
0: All right, so we have Patty in Kennesaw. All right, so Patty says. About 12 years ago, she transferred all of her assets to an investment management firm. Um, She worked with a terrific advisor for a decade, but 18 months ago, he retired. Uh, She was assigned a new advisor who who dodges her calls. He also cost her a lot in ways of taxes last year, which never happened with her previous advisor. So she's worried that things are falling through the cracks, and as she gets closer to retirement. What suggestions should she should she should she consider? Wow, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, well, I think well, there's a lot to consider here, Patty. Number yeah. one, um, the fact that you had a terrific financial advisor for all that time, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, having someone that you've worked with, but but obviously, it sounds like you have went through the transition because of retirement, and you got this new advisor who hasn't been around. I'm going to start right there. Um, listen, your your advisor should never play hide and seek. Okay. This is silly, right? Uh, A true financial advisor, which may be a better question for you to define, is what is a fair expectation of your financial advisor? Because what you might find yourself in, Patty, is you might have agreed to work with somebody that really doesn't offer the services that you expect. You know, many advisors out there, uh, right or wrong, it's just their model, but they're focused on just investing. You know, they focus on the mix between stocks and bonds or, you know, the balance of your assets and rebalancing and which is all very important, no doubt. But if that's their only focus, then their focus really isn't planning. Their focus is just investing and investing is is obviously relative to what we go through the economy. And and oftentimes what we see is we see that for people that work with investors, they just don't have the communication on the table. They're not meeting together once or twice a year. They're not talking about life and items outside of the market. They're not talking about taxation and retirement and things like that. So you want to be careful about it because you could be paying a fee uh, to someone who is basically an investor. It would be my take, you know, maybe good hearted, maybe trying to do what's best from an investment standpoint, but they just, that's just not what they do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, the expectations could be um, that they're doing a quote unquote good job because they're either keeping of keeping at pace with the market, or maybe even doing a little better than what the market's doing. So their idea is, well, there's no need to panic, so no need to call. But when you when you're talking about someone who is is truly had the sounds like a really great relationship with the with the advisor previously, um, you know, you it sounds like you had a, a person that really planned, that really understood the things that you were going through, maybe checked in a couple of times a year, but also was cognizant of um, the the changes in your life. And like we talked about before, having a plan that can pivot around your life and that can change around your life. Um, You know, I don't like the fact that she was just assigned a new advisor, you know um, you know, as, as you should have had the Liberty to discuss, you know, whether you want to keep their relationship or not, but maybe she trusted the advisor and said, you know, it's a good transition, good firm. Uh, you know, we see this a lot, right? We we see this a lot with some of these big box firms that, you know, sometimes when the advisor leaves, it just gets transitioned to a younger advisor, a newer advisor. And now the now the now the person is stuck between, well, do I, you know, th- they've had respect, I'll say respect, they've had a good relationship with the advisor, but maybe also had a a preconceived notion that the that the big name firm, right? I have a great um 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 uh, trust in the firm name, and so anyone that falls under the umbrella of that firm is someone I could trust, and someone that's going to do a good job for me. But in reality, that's not the case, right? When you're when you're working with an advisor, first and foremost, that advisor you've built a relationship with. That advisor knows you especially if you're talking about over a decade that advisor knows you knows your kids knows your plans knows your story
1: and that transition just doesn't happen naturally with a new advisor well and i think too it's it's great to give the benefit of the doubt you know if you're patty you say okay i'm going to stay with the advisor because the advisor i had was great but i also think that we get, we need to be mindful of the of the intent of the firm itself because i mean let's just be honest if if mo and i sell our business to another firm right that firm we know is going to be incentivized by making sure that all of our business stays on the books. Right. Right, And oftentimes when you're looking at a acquisition like that, the the financial advisor that sold the business, and in Patty's case, the, the good financial advisor that she enjoyed to work with, he also through his payout is incentivized by making sure that the client. So I would say that not that either advisor is good or bad, but their bias Uh, is not for what's best for Patty. Their bias is to make sure the money stays on the books because that's what ensures the payout and that's what ensures the future revenue for the current, for the new advisor. So, you know, there's a lot really to consider when, when you're going through this situation. Patty, another thing that I would say too, that's really terrible, even if maybe we're perceiving this wrong, let's, let's take a kind of a different look at it. And that is what if, what if this guy is supposed to be a great advisor? He's just, He's just not, he's just not there. Yeah. Okay. And, and the issue with not being there, there were several issues, but, but one of them that comes to mind, and we talked about this on our show is how do you make good out of something bad? Well, there's a lot of things that needed to be done this year. Going through year 2022, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things for many of our clients, especially our platinum diamond clients, that are sitting there with with the financial ability to to make decisions, big decisions, in moments like these, both from a you know a taxable standpoint, a reallocation, okay, taking advantage of certain areas within their plan, especially in volatile markets, right. Um, if he's not around, you're not going to get the advice. Yeah, you know, and of course we don't know about Patty's situation, but I think that's something to consider. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: like I said, we, we we've um, there are a lot of opportunities that that happened this year, and so yeah, if your advisor is just it's just continuously dodging your call, then you know what what I suggest. Well, so what should she, what should she do? I would say seek second opinion. Right, see if you can find a firm um, asset management group, but if you can find a firm <laughs> that really that really that really understands who you are. Uh, and interview them. Ask them what their what their cadence is when it comes to reviews. Ask them what their service um, uh, process looks like. Um, but yeah, that, but thanks for listening, all uh, Patty. But yeah, I think looking for a second advice might be a good pl- place to start.
1: Yeah. So once again, remember to to get this second advice from Asset Management Group. I know <laughs> Mo threw it out there, but listen, we would love the opportunity. Yeah. Doesn't mean you got to work with us. It just means that you're going to give us the opportunity to put our best foot forward. And for everybody out there, let me say this. For every week, we offer 10 calls a week to go directly on mine and Mo's calendar. And the way you need to look at picking up the phone right now and making that call is if you're someone who says, you know what, I have assets, I've put myself in a good position, I'm investing, I've got a fluid financial life, I really need holistic financial planning assistance and I'm not sure I'm getting it. If that is you, Picking up the phone doesn't doesn't force you to work with us. What it does is it allows us the opportunity to bring our best fit forward to see if you're the right fit for our firm and if we're the right fit for you. If you want that advice, pick up the phone and call right now, 1-800-419-6164. Once again, it's 800-419-6164. Before you leave, guys, our Alabama uh, fans in Birmingham, don't forget, Kenny Chesney's coming back 2023 oh, yeah. <laughs> and here in Atlanta. Hey, one last thing I want to throw out there 2022 midterm elections. Uh, listen, the early voting is out. It's available. Make sure you go out and vote. It's absolutely necessary and important to the future of our system here in the United States. Guys, we love you. We wish you the best. Make sure you're making good financial decisions and asset management group is always here for you. See you next week.